Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. On this final day of the month of March in the a season of Lent that none of us are ever going to forget. As we draw closer to Holy Week, increasingly each and every morning, a question just keeps coming to my mind that I feel like the Lord is asking me to personally ponder and reflect on. And the question is simply this. What was Jesus doing on the cross? Now that's supposed to sound a bit like an odd question, perhaps even jarring. I mean, it doesn't look like he's doing anything after all, right? It looks like it's all being done to him. Ah, but it's not. This is, as the great Catholic writer Frank Sheed once said, the most active moment of Jesus's priesthood. Remember Jesus's words in the Gospel of John, no one takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down, he says, and I have the power to take it up again. And so as we get ever and ever closer now to Holy Week, the Great Week, I just thought I'd offer everybody an encouragement to approach this upcoming Holy Week with a very particular focus in mind. Just pray, Jesus, help me to see you in a new way. In the Gospel today, Jesus says, when I am lifted up, then you will know that I am. When he says those words, I am, he's using an expression which all of his listeners knew was a, a way of God describing himself. Remember when God says to Moses, I am who am. In other words, Jesus is saying, when I am lifted up from the earth, then you will know that I am God as much as seeing a naked man nailed to a cross in a horrifically public execution would jar everybody hearing those words. So let me just ask you a question. Do you know who Jesus is? I mean, do I? Do we really understand who it is that we're looking at when we look at a crucifix, who it is we're talking to? Because this is not some unfortunate end to what had been otherwise a really promising life, right? This is the whole point, Holy Week, Good Friday. It's why God came. The passion narratives are something between a quarter and a third of the Gospels. In fact, the only thing that's mentioned in the Creed, if you go back and look at it, is Jesus suffered. We don't hear anything about his miracles or his stories or anything, just that he suffered under Pontius Pilate fixing this moment in history, reminding us that God acts very concretely in time and place. The early disciples didn't run from the cross or from proclaiming it. In fact, they highlighted it. They didn't highlight the teachings of Jesus, not until later. They focused in on the cross, what it is that God had done. So today, 
Let's just make an effort, you and me, to spend some time praying before a crucifix and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to understand who this is. might be worth going to Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, starting in verse 15, and just maybe pray this first, read this, and then read it again as you're looking at the cross. Huh? This is what Paul says. He is, Jesus is, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Such compassion, huh? Such solidarity with us, the race that he made for friendship, for love, for fellowship, such mercy, such power. And such an incredible overturning of our pride and of our understanding of what greatness and power and authority really look like. The offshoot of this reflection, at least for me, increasingly as I do this, is as I focus in on who Jesus is, as I ask the Holy Spirit to show me in a newer and newer way, who the Lord is, is confidence. Absolutely, utterly, unshakable confidence. And boy, I don't know about you, but I need that right now. But it's also an understanding that our lives as disciples of Jesus are necessarily going to involve some share in this cross, in his passion. The cross stamps all of our lives in some ways. But when it comes, however it comes, it's important to remember that this is not in vain. It's not meaningless. It's not pointless. I mean, if you and I had been there on that Friday that now we call good, and we were walking around the streets of Jerusalem, and we came across the crucifixion of Jesus and the two men who were nailed to the crosses on either side of him, we would have looked at each other and thought, what in the world is ever going to come of this? Well, what came of this? The salvation of the world came from this. The recreation of the universe came from this. Our being made right with God came from this. The power of the Holy Spirit living in me, enabling me to live a new life, came from this. And now our actively uniting whatever it is that you and I are going through right now it might be pain of some kind, it might be fear, it might be anxiety about a loved one, it might be our own physical suffering or spiritual suffering or emotional suffering. If we unite those things actively to Jesus's cross, well, they're not in vain either. Nothing's wasted. Nothing's useless or pointless that is done in and out of love. So today, let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us to see Jesus as he truly is in this time of extraordinary uncertainty. Because the one thing that is certain is that Jesus is Lord and he has redeemed the world 
by his cross and his glorious resurrection. And this is the God who holds all of us, the entire world, right now in his hands. This is the one who's with us in these days. This is the one we're praying to, asking to inspire those who are on the front lines, caring for those who are sick, trying to find a cure for this virus. This is a God who loves, who intervenes, who cares, who acts, who saves, who rescues. And because this is true, you and I don't have to be afraid. God, God, the creator of the universe, is with us. And you and I were born for this. 